stay tuned for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Carol Everett with the Heidi Group. Talking today about developing a working heart for living and loving. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These Casa friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to insure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Hello, this is Evelyn Davison. Mike, it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood today, isn't it? It is. Oh, and I'm excited to be here. Uh, and this is Kathy and DeBrock. I'm excited to be here. Oh, <laughs> you know, it is, for us to have this much fun, I, I feel guilty sometimes. But, uh, Kathy, we're doing a series on, uh, on the heart, and uh, we're looking really closely and deeply into God's Word for some promises and principles for living and parenting well. And... Uh, it's an exciting time, and we've got an exciting program today. We are. We're going to be talking a bit about a helping heart. And, you know, Evelyn, a heart that helps is a heart that, that, that you works go to work. well. That's right. you got to go work. you got to, what do you say, report for service, right? And we know and believe on Love Talk. We just And we know and believe if, as children of God that love for life is the most powerful thing in a person's life. And, you know, love takes, life takes a lot of love. It takes a lot of love for others, for our nation, and for leaders of today. And that's what we're here for today. And every uh, Saturday and Sunday is to talk about developing godly leaders that we can follow and that will, you know, lead us and others to the Lord Jesus. And so um, we're going to do that today. 
Well, uh, you know, I love when you talk about um, what we need is, is leaders of today. And, and um, you know, there are some leaders that you just get in your life. There are some mentors that you come across. And, you know, Evelyn, for you to be a mentor to me has just been an amazing thing. But there are also some leaders that you actually have to vote for in order for them to become leaders. And so it's really important that God has put that choice in our hands, that we're able to go out and vote. And we are able to set in authority leaders over us just as we go and we vote for Jesus if you will and we put him in authority over our lives he has also given us that opportunity to vote and establish leadership for our counties for our states and for our nation well we are very much into that and we're excited about the opportunity we're having to serve in some areas in that regard but today we've got a really special friend with us tell us who we have today okay i'm so excited to talk with this gal um this is it's carol everett and carol's life has really been entrenched in women's reproductive health choices and at 16 years old, uh, Carol had an unplanned pregnancy, and um, after six years of selling abortions to other women to justify her own, after 35,000 abortions, the death of one woman, major surgery on 19 abortion patients, all of this brought Carol to a crossroads. And she experienced a life-altering change when she came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ and in, in 1983. And today serves as founder and CEO for the Heidi Group. Carol, welcome to Love Talk. It's good to be with you two this morning. Thank you. I'm excited to be here as well. Well, we are excited because we've got some questions we've got for you that okay. we want answers for. But, you know, um, Kathy has given us a picture of what your life was uh, before Christ. Um, what happened to change your heart during the time that you were involved in that million-dollar industry, and, and what did that mean to you at the time? Gosh, that's, a, that's not an easy question to answer. Obviously, I came. There was someone. Um, I had been praying for a long time, Evelyn. You were a praying person? I was a praying person, a tithing person. Prayed in, the every midst, day. in the midst of all of this and yes. seeing all of this. Wow. Really thought I was buying my way to heaven, if you want to know the truth. And um, I don't believe God lets you live in a lie very long. Mm-hmm. And so out of that, when we maimed the last, the 22-year-old that had was a model that had a colostomy, I really was shaken by that. Mm. And then when a woman died, and the next, she died at 4.30 in the morning, and at 7.30 we were doing abortions again. Um, I expected the police to come crashing through the door and arrest us, but no one came in. No one even, it didn't appear in the newspapers. I mean, we got away with murder and knew it. And it just... You know, I just kept on struggling a little bit with that because I told myself and I told my staff we were helping women, but we weren't. We were destroying women's lives. And more than even, I mean, I believe actually now every one of them were destroyed. You can't kill a baby. You can't rip a baby from a woman's womb without wounding her. And so in that struggle, I was still working to become a millionaire. And during that process, we knew we had to solve the internal problems. And our CPA recommended a man who was a business counselor who said he could solve our problems by meeting with us for 30 days. And uh, this man just made us agree, wouldn't talk about money, wouldn't talk about anything, but made us agree to meet with him an hour a week for four weeks. I had no problem with that. I was going to be a millionaire next year. I could do anything for four hours. And so we started meeting, and the first time he interviewed me and the second time I interviewed him, I couldn't understand a man who loved his wife, didn't drink, didn't cuss, didn't smoke. I mean, he just, there wasn't anyone in my world like him. 
And so I started interviewing him and finally said, are you a preacher? And he said, yes. And I said, what in the world are you doing in this situation? He said, God sent me. And I thought the man was crazy and quickly told him, I'm a Christian. I have a Bible in the top right hand drawer of my desk. I pray every day. I didn't tell him I prayed none of those women would die. I prayed there'd be a lot of abortions today. But when I told him that I tithed and he wasn't impressed, I had this sick feeling in the pit of my stomach. And that's when he told me that he was going to be leaving in 30 days with someone in the clinic. Hmm. And that um, he and his Dickens had been praying for some time. And then he just told me that God loved me. Knew I couldn't be good enough. Knew I couldn't work hard enough. I couldn't buy my way to heaven. But because he loved me so much, he made a way of escape for me. He sent his son, Jesus Christ, to walk the face of the earth. To live that sin-free life and to die on the cross as a perfect sacrifice for my sins. And by that simple act of faith in Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord, my life could change. And he asked me if I wanted to pray that prayer. And he asked Jesus Christ to come into my heart. And, you know, I honestly prayed that prayer to shut him up. Did you really? I didn't intend it. No, I didn't. It wasn't a heart prayer at that point. But this is what he prayed. Dear God, I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus Christ, to die for my sins. Reign on the throne of my heart as Lord and Savior. Make me a worker in your vineyard. Amen. A worker in your vineyard. Yes. I love it. How Which, And how simple and clear. But I didn't understand that. And I left going, does this crazy man really think I'm going to leave all this money and go to work in a vineyard in Florida? (laughs) You know, (laughs) because, you know, we speak a different language as Christians. And so I got back to the abortion clinic and something had changed. It was different. The girls were not running in the front door happy. They were all crying. I'd never seen that before. And I started taking them in my office and talking them out, telling them they didn't have to have an abortion. Saying, I'll go home with you and talk with your parents. But at the end of that day, I was not saying, isn't this great? I saved three babies. I was saying, I lost $75. And that's when I prayed the heart prayer. I fell to my knees and prayed, Lord, if there is a Lord. If this is not where you want me, hit me over the head with the two-by-four. And the two-by-four was that we were caught attempting to do abortions on women that were not pregnant. 27 days after that man walked in the front door. 27 days. And it was true. We were. We, we sold abortions to women that weren't pregnant. How long ago has that been, Carol? It was July the 27th, 1983. 31 years, over 31 years. Wow. And now I know that my job is simply to tell the story so people know what abortion is. Because I'm shocked that people do not see abortion as a marketed product. People really think it's a right or a choice. They don't recognize Psalm 139 talks about the mother in the first 12 mm-hmm. verses. And says, God knows where she is no matter what. And if he allows conception to occur, he intends something good. And then verses 13 through 16 talk about how he forms a baby in the womb. And God has a plan for every baby and not one. And I look at this intro that you did with me and you talk about my 16, my pregnancy is 16. And my son's right here in town today. A wonderful young man. I have another daughter. I have a daughter two years younger. Um. And the destruction I have from my abortion uh, 40 years ago. You know, it is amazing, Carol, what God's love can do. Yes. The love of the Lord Jesus and the power that comes to an individual for a life change such as you're talking about. Uh, We, Kathy, I am, as you know, uh, writing a new book. And uh, Carol has written a chapter Mm -hmm. in this book. And one of the things that has uh, touched my heart about all of this uh, is where churches are today in regard to taking the life of unborn babies. 
uh, it seems that more and more uh, pastors are picking up the platform to come against the evil of, of death that is chosen. You know, it is one thing to deal with death when it's not chosen, but when you choose to take a life, then you are giving away part of your life. Mm-hmm. And Carol, Every I have, time. I have a, a question for you. You know, there may be a number of our listeners today who are saying, wow, the center that she worked in was corrupt. The center that she worked in did not have a women's health at the forefront of, of their priority list. Would you say that your, oh, and I know we're going to have to be going to break. Something that I'd love for you to answer when we get back is, is your center that you worked at, is that typical of what is happening in the United States, or was that an exception? And so we are going to be hearing from our sponsors, and we're going to get Carol's response as soon as we get back. Stick with us. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And New Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. From inspiration to insurance and protection, all for serving the Lord Jesus. We all need insurance. Why not work with an agent that understands the biblical principle of protection and risk management to ensure your family's future? Ray and Justin Garner are Christian business professionals who will put a Christian perspective on your insurance and inspiration needs. For auto, home, life, business, health, boat, motorcycle, RV and dental, and church protection needs, Ray, Justin, and Luana can be reached at 626-4880 or 986-4944 for church protection, personal protection, and business protection. Ray and Justin are independent Texas businessmen that have dedicated their lives and business to the advancement of spreading the gospel of Jesus Christ through Austin Triad Ministries. Call Ray Garner Insurance Agency and ask for Ray at 626-4880 or Justin at 986-4944. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at the Bridge 1120 Today's Christian Talk. And welcome back. This is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Evelyn Davison, the First Lady of Love on Love Talk Radio, KTXW 1120 AM. Um, so glad to be with you this morning. And we have in the studio um, just an amazing woman with us, Carol Everett. We are talking about a helping heart and a working heart. 
And uh, Carol is founder and CEO for the Heidi Group, has an incredible a testimony of being in the abortion industry for a number of years, working her way towards being a millionaire um, as a uh, self-proclaimed uh, Christian, wanting to help women, and the Lord called her out of that in 1983. And Carol, I'm really interested in getting your um, take on this. As we went out, you were talking about uh, the clinic that you were working in and, and managing, how it got caught doing abortions on women who were not pregnant. Um, you saw uh, 19 abortion uh, patients having to have major surgery, a death of one woman, which was never reported in the news, no police ever came by. Was, was your agency typical of what you would see in the United States, or would you say that was an exception? Oh, no, it was not an exception. As a matter of fact, I believe it's even worse now. First of all, the first documentation of abortions on women that were not pregnant was done in Chicago in 1976 by the Chicago Sun-Times, a five-month investigation that showed them using dirty instruments, rusted instruments, instruments that had never even been washed from one patient to another, and doing abortions on women that were not pregnant. And we saw the Gosnell horror in Pennsylvania, and now we found Carpen in Texas uh, beheading babies right there. And we passed a wonderful law. God moved in and passed HB2, which regulated the abortion clinics in Texas. And then we saw the Supreme Court overturn that last week. Uh, on, we saw the Supreme Court overturn that on October the 14th, saying that it would allow, uh, because they considered it an undue burden for women to have to travel as far as 500 miles. Now, remember, nine out of ten women who are, live in Texas are within 150 miles of an abortion clinic. Yet the Supreme Court allowed the 13 clinics that were not willing to meet the minimum surgical standards to reopen. And 12 of them have already reopened. So they were sitting on go. But those clinics are worse than what I worked in. You know, I kept telling myself that we were the Neiman Marcus of the business, and we really tried to do a good job, and we tried to use the best doctors. But you can't do that when you're killing babies. Their lives fall apart. Sin corrupts, and it corrupts everyone around it. And um, the abortion industry is worse today than it's ever been. And one of the worst things they're doing, of course are abusing women by lying to women about what happens, that it's not a baby, and that it doesn't hurt. My understanding is that when you go into an abortion clinic, they are never allowed to call it a baby. They have to call it a product of conception, that they will never refer to that child in your belly as a baby. They call it a fetus, a product of conception, or a blood clot. A blood clot. Wow. Mm -hmm. Carol... What is the church doing about this today? I know that is a loaded question. 75% of people in America claim to have some form of belief in what we would call the Christian message. Much like you uh, at the time, you, you know, it's like uh, by name only, uh, without power. Um, give us an idea of where you see the church is today regarding life. Is it coming alive to life in the life care issues? I want you to know that I have great empathy for pastors, first of all, because they've been approached by a woman who's had an abortion, and the scriptures that worked for everyone else didn't heal her, didn't help her. So he's a little scared. He's been told abortion is a political issue, not a moral issue. Mm -hmm. But I believe that the church is coming alive, and we know, based on where we go to church, you and I go to uh, First Baptist Pflugerville, Pastor Steve Washburn, Dr. Steve Washburn, who is an incredible leader that God has really touched to stand for truth. 
And he stands for truth, not just in the area of abortion, but any area of sin that he sees. And I really appreciate that. And I'm sure you're in that church for the same reason I am. Mm -hmm. He doesn't compromise. And he reads the word of God and believes it's the truth. And uh, I see pastors across this state and across this nation. In the last month, I've had two pastors, two Southern Baptist pastors walk up to me and tell me they were sorry they had not been involved. They'd been looking for something to do and invite me into their churches. So they're going to get the dose of the abortion industry and then my my story, which is God's story about right. what he did. And what I pray in that is they will hear something that will encourage them. And I, if uh, four out of five women in the nation have experienced abortion, 45 and under, we've got a huge number of women who are, wait a minute, I gave you the wrong statistic, I'm sorry. It's 43% of women, 43% of women, 45 and under, have experienced an abortion. So a lot of those are sitting in our church pews, and we've forgotten the men. And I am still convinced that the great awakening on the abortion issue will come from those who have been injured by abortion, who are healed Mm -hmm. by the love of Jesus Christ, by the blood of Jesus Christ, and who stand up. And I do see our pastor standing up. And I want to go back, and I know I'm talking too long, but... No, no, you've got plenty of time. In 2013, God showed up at the capital of Texas. Mm-hmm. For 28 years, for 14 sessions, I'd been trying to regulate the abortion clinics. I'd been trying to put them under ambulatory surgical facilities with little success. But when God and his people and his pastors came in and prayed, God did it in 14 days. Mm-hmm. Mm. And we went from 44 abortion clinics to six, back up to seven. Now we're at 19. We're still over 50% of them are closed because they would not meet the minimum standards to take care of women. God is doing something in Texas. We have asked him to end abortion here because he started it here. I believe the end has started, but we have to work. And now it's our job to take the truth to those women, to those girls, to those families, that God has a plan for their babies. But we also need to take the truth to those who have been injured by abortion. Mm-hmm. If we admit 60 million abortions, we need to think about how many we're sitting next to in church or in our businesses or wherever we are. And we don't need to speak words of condemnation. We need to speak words of love. Of love and mm-hmm. life. And life. You know, Carol, I'm, um, I was there last year. I did 40 hours of live television. I saw things that just absolutely made me sick. And I know you did as well. Yes. Um, And I saw pastors come out of the woodwork that I've never seen before. And I've worked at the Capitol for 40 years in one capacity and other as well as you have. Uh, One of the pastors that is so involved today in the movement of a number of things, especially in our Houston thing, and I want to talk about that. Uh, was traveling across the nation, going to different capitals, praying at different capitals. And when all of this hit the fan at the Capitol, uh, that, 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 that whole week it was, he, uh, woke his wife up and told her he wanted her to take him to the airport. And she said, Oh, what's happened? Who died? He said, Well, in Houston. And he said, I'm not going to Houston. I'm going to Austin. That church, and that's one of the reasons I ask about involvement, that church brought, they reserved 50 hotel rooms, and they brought in eight buses for a Mike Huckabee thing that we had on, you know, on Monday night. Yes. That same church and some others, and I want us to mention this just a little bit before we take our break, are planning an event on, on November the 2nd in Houston at Grace Community Church. Tell me a little bit about what this is about in regard to church. 
The uh, pastors in Houston have been under attack for some time by the homosexuals. And now they have literally, of course, the thing in Houston was they wanted to allow opposite sex, opposite genders to go into the bathrooms. If they felt that their call was to be a man, then they could go into the men's restroom regardless and uh, if they were a woman and vice versa. The men could go into the women's if they were called. And the mayor of Houston, uh, an outspoken uh, lesbian, has been leading this charge. And finally, they filed a lawsuit against five pastors demanding their sermons. Now, of course, their sermon notes are on the Internet. They could go to the churches and listen to their sermons, but they're demanding that they turn in their sermons. And, of course, this is not about homosexuality. This is a religious freedom issue. This is a First Amendment issue. And what has happened is, Evelyn, I truly believe is, God has awakened a sleeping giant. giant. And now they're coming in from everywhere. And I want to go back to last year in Texas for just a minute with Mike Huckabee. When we decided to do that rally, we did it in response to the pro-choice movement's rally that brought in people we didn't even know. uh, Soap opera stars and all kinds of people that I didn't know. But they had a huge rally, and it scared our legislators. And so we decided we wanted to have a rally to let our people know and to bring in the church and long story short, in eight days, we had a rally with over 4,000 people. Mike Huckabee, the Duggars called and asked if they could come. It was a miracle that we got Mike Huckabee, but that's another God story. And all these people came in. Concerned Women of America paid for the radio ads. We did a rally in eight days with over 4,000 people. It did not cost us one red cent. Mm. Now, that's God. Now, we worked hard, but, you know, now God's bringing Mike Huckabee in on November the 2nd for a rally in the church there with all those wonderful pastors who stood for truth. Mm -hmm. And I believe God is going to do in Houston the same thing he did with the abortion issue in Austin last year. He's going to wake that giant up, and we're going to have to pass religious freedom this this next legislative session. But the pastors are the key. We can't do it unless the pastors come, unless people come, unless Christians come to pray and love. And we've got to remember, we've got to love as Jesus loved. And, you know, it, has, it takes activity. It takes action. We, um, one of the things that, that, uh, that I was involved in during that time was I spoke over in the open rotunda at 531 afternoon to a group of college kids, homeschoolers, uh, and full press and on a soapbox that I had to, somebody had to help me up on. <laughs> and my, I had written the material for the intercessors uh, that were there, and we, had, we think we had close to 5,000. Mm-hmm. Uh, and during the opening of what I had to say was, one of the things that I thank you for today is your courage to stand, mm-hmm. to stand. Yes. And I know that's part of what is going to happen in Houston uh, out at Grace Community Church out on 45 going to Galveston, right off of North Belt, uh, on November the 2nd. Yes. And it's due to pastors in the state of Texas, through the Texas Pastors Council, who came together and helped us put the word out when we did the August 2nd thing, where we yes. had prayer working at the Capitol. And that was followed that day by the protest of uh, the Palestinians. Yes. And it was out of that that the Lord spoke to my heart and your heart and some others about writing a new book. And the new book is going to be out about the first week in December, and it's called Praising and Praying Across Texas. Tell me how that touched your heart that day when you, when you saw people just walking in and praying quietly. We didn't have a big shebang or anything. 
it was wonderful. It was wonderful because it was clear that God's people came. Mm-hmm. The moral leaders, you know, pastors are the moral leaders of the yes. state and this nation. But moral leaders came to quietly pray. No protest. It was just asking God to bless Texas and to stand, to touch Christians to stand for truth. Yeah. It was a wonderful, quiet time of fellowship and camaraderie and just actually love, love for the Lord and love for each other. You know, and that's what it's going to take for us to reach those that you've talked about, those that go to the abortion clinic. Even this week, I got a press story of a pastor and his wife up north who were being charged with refusing to marry a gay couple. It is coming in every direction. The the war against our right to stand on God's word and live out a way that would bring honor and glory to him. It is time for us to take our break. Uh, let's do that, uh, Kathy. When we come back, I want us to talk about uh, voter confidence and the IDs, uh, identity thing here in the state of Texas because we are moving into a very critical time of making some major choices right after this. Stay with us. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535 or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Endbrock here at the Bridge 1120. 
And this is Kathy Enderbrock in the studio with Evelyn Davison on Love Talk Radio, KTXW 1120 AM. And we are talking about a helping heart, a working heart. In studio with us today is Carol Everett, founder and CEO for the Heidi Group. We've had an incredible discussion um, the first uh, top of the hour and or the first half of the hour. And um, we're going to be talking a little bit about voter ID. We've talked a bit about um, uh, pro-life in Texas. Um, Carol, your background with the abortion industry and God taking you out of that and some of the incredible um, things that he's done with, with your life and reaching out to other women and reaching out to pastors. And so, Evelyn, when we went out, you said we're going to get into find out what's going on with voter ID. I mean, it is time to vote. And I know there's a lot of concerned citizens out there that this voter process is not protected. So, Carol, when we're talking about voter voter IDs in the state of Texas, how easy is it to vote in, in Texas? Well, sadly, it's too easy. I just voted, and I went in, and, of course, I had my registration, and they asked me for my driver's license, for which I was very thankful. But we know that people who intend to vote multiple times will not tell the truth and will not use the same IDs. So we also know that we have heard stories of people who are voting multiple times. And I work in inner city Dallas, and we know that that's very prevalent there. They get a a reward for voting multiple times, and so they're willing to do it. And they find a way to do it, and their votes are accepted. So um, it's very important for us to be careful about who votes because we only want citizens, and we want citizens who are upstanding who have done the right thing. You know, it bothers me greatly that so many people can come into this country legally, and yet we uh, make all these concessions for those who have come illegally. Mm-hmm. It's time to stop right. that. It's time to stop that completely. One of the things that, um, that I think is different today than it was even uh, five years ago is the involvement a lot of our churches have now in registering people to vote. And pastors who stand in the pulpit, and we know how... I mean, we know firsthand what this means to us and encourages people to do three things. Number one is register to vote. Now, it's too late in Texas to register. Yes. But number two is to be informed about issues and about candidates. Yes. And then thirdly is to vote. How important is it, Carol, to really get involved in knowing who you're voting for and what you're voting for? Candidates are... um You know, one of the problems with Christians is this. We accept everyone for what they say because we're not going to lie and we don't expect anyone else to lie. Mm -hmm. So you need to delve into their backgrounds and you need to understand what their issues are. And they all have websites now and you can go online and you can find out what they believe. I went online yesterday for one and was absolutely shocked at what I found. So you need to go. And if you can't do it that way, call their headquarters, talk to them, ask them about the issues that are important to you, such as... uh, Education. Mm-hmm. We need to talk about education. You need to talk about abortion. You need to talk about their stand on homosexuality. You need to feel, find out how they feel about a state income tax. You need to feel, find out how they feel about immigration. We need to ask all those tough questions because those are important. Because we want to, Texas is the strongest state in the nation. Twelve to 1,500 people a day are choosing to come to Texas for economic reasons because we are strong. And I believe one of the reasons that we're strong is because we've honored God as best we can. And so I believe that part of what's happening in Houston right now is us getting another chance to honor God again. But God will not condone a state or a nation that kills babies and doesn't try to stop it. He won't condone homosexuality. And he wants people not to lie about their voting right. rights and all those other things. So we've got to stand up for those things and understand where people stand on it. 
ask the tough questions. We're seeing right now this round of people that if you ask them if they voted for Obama, they're refusing to answer. That tells you something. Mm-hmm. Ask the candidate questions. Vote your scriptural values. Mm-hmm. You know, if we lined everything up with scripture and voted that way, this nation would prosper. Absolutely. Yes. That is what we say. Vote. Don't vote party. No. Number no. one. Don't vote party. No. Don't vote um, race. No. Don't vote color. No. Vote godly values. Yes. And some of those values, uh, people know and they believe them, but they don't put them in the place that they need to be in the area of importance. And that's one of the reasons I think that we're in such trouble today in this nation in regard to religious liberty. Yes. Is that we have an administration currently that does not hold truth to the Constitution of the United States of America. Mm -hmm. And this book, this new book we're writing, Praising and Praying Across Texas, lays down so vividly and accurately the importance of us knowing what those rights are. Yes. And so as we look at that, well, you know, you're a nurse by trade. Carol, in Op- background. Operation, operating room technician. Opera- oh, okay. Operating room technician. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the Ebola thing, Evo. Is this a serious threat against our nation right now in regard to, uh, to families? Well, I think it is. I think, I think yes. yes. And our, our country doesn't, our nation, our leaders don't seem to take it the way we do and are not stopping the travel and doing the simple things that could stop it. But, yes, look at what happened in Dallas with one Ebola patient. And now it costs about half a million dollars to treat one. Did you know that? Ooh. And then we have three that they're treating. And then we had 48 in quarantine. And we have people in quarantine right here in Hutto and Georgetown yes. and all around us mm-hmm. and in Temple. And, yes, it is. What if one of those broke out, and what would that do? I have a, a granddaughter who is scared to death. She's going to get Ebola because she knows the daughter of the guy in Hutto in quarantine. So, yes, it's affecting families. We've had to deal with that and that child, the, her fear of that. Mm-hmm. And so I believe it's a great threat to families, and I think that we need to be careful. But I also think that um, we shouldn't expect less at, with the leaders we have. Mm-hmm. We've got to change that. Well, one of the things that... Uh, is a, that struck me as odd was that it came to Texas. Yes. Big time came to Texas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, when you look at things the way they happen, uh, we never know why they happen other than we put things in the, in the bracket of the will of God and then in the will of man. And I sense in my heart, in the deepest part of my soul, that one of the reasons we are in trouble today across this nation is we have not done, as a nation, some of the things that Texas has done to provide for those that that need to be provided for, but make it possible for those that want to work and need to work to have jobs. Because the economy in Texas is better than any state in the nation right now. Yes, yes. And we've had 14 years of a very conservative leader in Governor Rick Perry. Yes. And when we're looking at choosing our leaders, and that's what we're talking about today, some of the criteria that we have to look at is what do they believe about religious liberty? Mm-hmm. And yes. then what is it they are willing to do to be, to stand up against some of these things? And, you know, we don't do politics necessarily here, 
but we do issues and we do values. And so there is major concern uh, across this station right now in the direction that we are going. And as we really are up against a tight, up against a hard wall, as my mom would say, in that these issues of life have become so critical in our nation that if we don't do something in this election, then we are not going to be able to have what we've had or our children have had for our grandchildren. And I, you know, I was just going to say on this that sometimes when you're going out to vote, it can be very overwhelming because you see a lot of were a lot of names on a page and you don't know these names, you don't know these people, and so it's a great idea when you can actually go and get your ballot ahead of time. You can go and see who it is, be familiar with the names, and then for the ones that you don't know, go to Facebook. I will go on there and I'll say, hey. Hey, this person is um, is up for railroad commissioner. Does does anybody know any of these candidates? Or this person is up for lieutenant. I, I know who I'm voting for for lieutenant governor. But anyway, um, does anyone personally know this person? It's when you're voting at a state level, I think Facebook is tremendous because when you get on and go out there, you're going to know somebody who knows somebody where, you know, they'll say, you know, yes, I actually went to church with this guy or I had a sister who dated his brother and let me tell you. (laughs) And and so it is amazing. You know, you go to their sites, you look at their voting record, you look at what platforms they're standing on. But to give a little bit more insight, I think Facebook has been invaluable for me personally to try and get the the 411 on some of these candidates that I'm looking at voting for. Also, we don't do it, but TexasValues.org mm-hmm. has a great website with a voter's guide with some of the questions that we would ask answered, mm-hmm. and they can give you um, their endorsements. We don't endorse, but they do. And um, I, I was very, um, you know, I know a lot of the candidates, and I know some of them, but I still wanted to know what they found out on them. And so that really was helpful to me. Well, uh, TexasValues.org is the website, and that was one of the things we did want to mention today. Because it is important that we take the responsibility to get out of the prayer closets and get on active duty and participate as Paul calls us to in 2 Timothy uh, 1, uh, 1 and 2. He said, pray for those that are in authority over you. Two reasons. Number one, that you can live at peace. Number two, you can serve the Savior. Mm. And that's why we're here, Carol. That's why we're having this discussion today, is that we want to encourage people to get out there. First of all, pray. Go to the sources that can help them make decisions. The um, Texas Values site is an excellent site. It lists all of the candidates. It will tell you some of their positions on different things, but then it gives you a a sidebar scale that says how liberal they are or how conservative they are. Yes, and Texas Values shares some of our values, so that would be a good side. Mm -hmm. And they're very involved in the Houston issue. They're doing a lot of the legal work in Houston. Uh, One of the other things I wanted to touch on uh, pretty quickly is um, so many times uh, we feel totally powerless when we uh, are, when we're called on to make decisions like we're making right now uh, and how important prayer really is in that regard uh, because uh, if we just went on the intellect or on the feelings that we have without having the foundation of what God has to say about these issues, we would be um, in violation of the 
charter or the Constitution of the United States are our own heart. And one of the things that I hear off people often say is, it does not matter if I vote. God's going to do what he's going to do anyway. Let's talk about that, Carol. God calls us in Scripture to stand for scriptural values. And that our leadership, our government is part of that. So we as Christian citizens have a responsibility to stand for his principles in the voting booth. And so it's very important for each of us to vote, for each vote does count. And how many times have we heard about an election where one or two or three votes made the difference? And But we as Christians can't walk away from that. We are called to be godly citizens. And so voting is part of being a godly citizen. I agree. And I think sometimes it's just a matter of getting the discussion going. I mean, how many times do you go out and have lunch with just a few girlfriends or invite people over for dinner? You know, I think... You know, some families say we don't talk about religion and we don't talk about politics. Well, we need to start standing up and talking about God and talking about values and talking about those leaders that he is raising up. And, you know, I think it even gets to the point where, you know, there are some individuals who should be running for school board, who should be running for um, district judge positions because, you know, God says in the Bible that he gave the people leaders that they deserved. And right. so, one, we have to stand up and be willing to vote for those leaders. We have to be able to pray that God will raise up those leaders, and we have to be willing to be those leaders that God wants to raise up. Well, that is true. And we, Second Chronicles 7 to 14 tells us why. That is a promise principle. Mm-hmm. And Solomon had dedicated the temple, and the people had come back to God after ignoring him for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And they read from the scriptures, and the people's heart was turned toward God. And God spoke to Solomon and said to him, If my people, who are called by my name, will do two things, humble themselves, seek me, turn from their wicked ways, and pray, then I will hear and I will heal their land. Now, that is an operative in the life of every Christian in this station today. We have a responsibility to seek God for the wisdom to make these choices. And even as we do that, then we must know that it does make a difference what we do. God depends on us. That's why we're placed here. That's why he gives us intelligence and the the motivation to be good citizens is that if we do this, he said, I will do this. So if we're not willing to humble ourselves, we're not willing to pray, we're not willing to turn from the sin of abortion and uh, all the other things that are part of our life today, then it would be very difficult if God's own people do not do that for God to pour out his blessings on this nation. It is time for us to take a break. We're we're going to do that. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what pastors can do to help us develop citizens with a healthy heart and serving Jesus and what it takes to be that kind of person right after this. Day after day, we are constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Isn't it about time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answers are yes, then you need the Good News Journal. The Good News Journal is published by KTXW's own Evelyn Davidson 
and is packed with news and information about the good things that are happening. With a healthy dose of hope, happiness, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed free throughout Central Texas at hundreds of locations, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, Central Market, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries, churches, and other locations. And did we say the Good News Journal is free? For advertising information or to have an article published, call Good News Journal at 249-6535. The Good News Journal is an inspirational, patriotic journal published bi-monthly to bring you God's good news. The Good News Journal, 249-6535, or read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net. Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as Jennertown. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest-growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Was your website built by a programmer or a marketer? It makes a difference, a huge difference. Think, marketing is a local boutique ad agency that builds websites around you, your business, and your customers. This approach is YOU-centric. Visit thinkmarketingtexas.com to learn more. That's thinkmarketingtexas.com. It won't cost you to sit down and find out how you can have a website that looks fantastic while making you money. Come on, isn't it time to update your website? ThinkMarketingTexas.com ThinkMarketingTexas.com You're listening to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Kathy Enderbrock here at The Bridge, 1120, today's Christian Talk. And this is Kathy Enderbrock in studio with Love Talk Radio, KTXW, 1120 AM with Evelyn Davison. And in studio with us is our special guest, Carol Everett with the Heidi Group. And Evelyn, you took us out on that last break. Um, Leading with this, how can pastors help develop citizens to have a helping heart for serving Jesus? You know, Carol, I would even say, how how do pastors even be informed to start taking that step? Well, I think that pastors have to, uh, there are many opportunities for pastors to be involved. Obviously, their own networks, for instance, the Southern Baptists have a network, and every denomination has a network, and the non-denominationals also have a network informing them. And then you've got people like Texas Values who will inform them and focus on the family that will inform them, citizens. There are many ways for them to stay informed. And, you know, the way I stay informed is we just have several news sites that we review every day. You have to. It's hard. You can't ask Evelyn. You have to. Uh, you just have to. You have to read and read and read. We and get seven hundred a day. Yes. With and a couple of them we pay for. You know, with yes. Good News Journal. Yes. Uh, but it is. Um, it is a laborious task to do that. But I can tell you, we know things that happen before even 
other people know them. Yes. When it goes directly to the press source, well, then you can know it's true. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to worry about whether what you're saying. or you're, yes. And a number of times, I, you know, immediately. In fact, I think I've done you that. We get on there and say, Carol, look at this. Came in today. Yes. Or yes. I do that with a pastor. You know, now, Carol, when you came in, you were just, you made a comment that you said, oh, I love Fox News because they're so truthful in their reporting. And so now you've just mentioned, um, you know, look, there are three or four news sources that you can keep in touch with. What would those be? Well, first of all, we Google uh, words, you know, abortion, homosexuality, uh, sex education, and in schools, we we Google those words. Mm-hmm. But, oh, goodness, we get, I can't even start to tell you where we get everything. But Quorum Report is one of the things that we get a lot of solid information in the state. And then, of course, um, you've got, well, actually, Citizen Magazine and Gary Bauer. Those are the yeah. national things. Those are the things. But Southern Baptists keep pastors informed in ways that we're not informed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, churches, it's been a big thing in churches in the last uh, couple of years. They need to be relevant. And there's been a huge move in churches to be relevant. And these are the issues right now that are relevant, that are um, impacting their congregation's lives. So it's it's important for them to be informed and for them to help then develop citizens that do have a helping heart for serving Jesus because it's not... You know, Christ said it is about going out into the jails and 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 meeting the needs there, about helping the widows, about feeding the hungry. But, you know, Christ always helped the broken hearted. And there's so many women, as you were talking in our earlier segments, who are just completely broken, either from having an abortion or having a close family member who has had an abortion, having a spouse who, you know, a man having a spouse who has had an abortion. So being aware of these things, preventing them from even happening is such um, a key step, I think, in beginning to help reach out and serve those who are broken. I have a a theory that it's not going to happen from the mouthpieces like us today. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen is that one-on-one relationship in a home when you understand what's going on and when you can share with that person and when you can tell them. For instance, I got a call yesterday that a friend of mine for my entire life, born three days before me, friends all her life, shared birthdays, everything. She's not listening today because she believes, she's um, agnostic, atheist at best, has been very sick and decided she wanted to die. Wasn't going to heaven, but was ready to die. And so one of her family members contacted me. And so I had an opportunity to call her and talk to her and set up a time when I can go and see her. But I believe that's where it happens, that Mm -hmm. one-on-one. It's not going to be the big broadcast, although we talk to the people that are talking to them. So it's important for us to keep doing what we're doing. But the other thing is we can't forget the man. Yes. The men have had abortions, and they're still hurting, and they deny longer than women. But there's a lot of pain out there from abortion. And uh, there's a lot of pain from every sin. I'm very concerned about the way our children are being taught homosexuality in the schools. Mm-hmm. And it's a, an open concept now. You know, masturbate alone. And then in groups of four or five, when you're comfortable with masturbating alone. Now, come on. That's not something you want your children to do. What are, what's happening in your schools? Get together with the other parents. Find out how they're being uh, sold a bill of goods on several issues. Not just on abortion, but on sex, having sex before marriage and all this. And, you know, it's happening right here. Well, it is happening. It's been going on a long time. I can tell you probably, uh, see, I've done Christian radio in Austin 30 years. Mm -hmm. 30 years. Uh, Probably 20 years ago, uh, we, some of the issues came up in the Austin school. 
mm-hmm. system uh, in regard to teaching uh, young children how to use condoms and other things. And uh, we had uh, a, a live talk show a program on the station where I was at the time, a young man who just uh, was on fire for God, and he, he brought those issues to the table for discussion. And one Saturday morning, uh, the, the um, manager of the station called me and said, Evelyn, don't go to the station today. And I said, why? He said, well, they um, are protesting today, and they're going to have about 300 people down there. And the station was out on Ben White Boulevard, way south. And he said, it won't be safe for you to go. And he, I said, I have never run from the devil in my life, and I'm not starting today. And he said, well, don't go by yourself. Take Van with you. And I said, no, I'm not going to take Van. I'm going to take Michael Brandis. <laughs> the devil's so scared of Michael Brandis. <laughs> Michael was one of those that put together that first proposition, Proposition 21, if you remember, Carol, mm-hmm. that we fought through the school system and the city of Austin. And it became so rabid that they shot the front door out of the radio station. So, you know, I know what you're talking about. You know, we've lived that. We've breathed it. But what you can't do is give up. You've got to steep. You've got to keep flowing. But one of the things I want us to close with, and we have a few more minutes, is why is it that we are so powerless in doing the things that we call that God's called us to do? It's because we do not depend on Him. We're too prayerless. We are too mm. prayerless because prayerlessness brings less power into yes. your life. And one of the things that is so critical in this time is that we get on a program for praying for our leaders and our families and those seven centers of power, mm-hmm. Kathy, that we work on. But the most important thing is, is that we come to the point where we are qualified to go before God to seek his blessings and seek his, the privileges that he gives us and the power he gives us to do those things. And so that is just a very simple um, thing that we talk about, Kathy, as we close. It is what we call the ABC thing. And, you know, it's so much of what Carol talked about in our very first segment. You know, you may go to church and, and you may tithe and you may do all of these things, but you need to go to the Lord with a sense of of humility, recognizing that the things that you have done are wrong, a, a repentant heart, that there are things that you want to turn from, and that Christ did live that perfect life and died on the cross for you, that your sins would be completely forgiven. And then establishing him as Lord over your life, I think, is so critical, giving him your mind and your heart, placing him as boss, and then... When you turn around, things just are not going to be the same. Some things he will change for you in an instant, and other things he will hold your hand and walk out with you during your life. Well, you can do that today right where you are. You don't have to walk down any uh, given path. Just very humbly, just say, Lord Jesus, I want what Carol's talked about today. I want what Evelyn's talked about. I want what Kathy's talked about. I want the power of my life to be the power that comes from you. Well, Carol, we want to thank you for being with us today. Give us your contact information. Well, thank you for allowing me to be with you. I'm honored. It was. Uh, you can reach us at HeidiGroup.org, H-E-I-D-I-G-R-O-U-P.org, 
or at 512-255-2088. Well, we'll be praying for you, my friend, as you go forth and, and share the love of the Lord Jesus and the power that comes from knowing him and serving him. Because that's what a godly leader is. Kathy, it's been a great day. Uh, it's been a great day. And listeners, check out our archives at lovetalknetwork.com. We'll look forward to talking with you again next week. You can always call us on the Love Line, 512-249-6535. Have a great week.